and welcome to This Week in James City County. I'm your host, Renee Dolman. Today, I am once again joined by our guest, County Administrator Scott Stevens. Welcome, Scott. Well, hello, Renee. It's great to see you again. I mean, I see a lot of you over the screen and not so much in person, except at the end of the hall, which is nice as well. So Right, because we're all social distancing and we all have our masks. I know we do. We're all supposed to carry them with us at all times and wear them when appropriate. And we're trying. We're getting better. Uh, as your county staff, I think we're much better than we were, and that's a work in progress for all of us. And I would just encourage all of us to wear the mask. It seems to be a simple thing that we're told really makes a difference. And so that's one of those things that we all can do to do our part. So thanks for starting us off with that reminder, Renee. Well, very good. Well, I am sure that you have a lot to talk about. So you want to take it away? Well, I, I will. I have plenty to talk about, maybe more than most would like. And uh, some of it's repetitive in terms of uh, hurricane season's here, and if we didn't know that, we had a pretty good uh, taste of it last week with the tropical swarm, storm that pushed through. Uh, fortunately for most of the county, it was a light wind event and some rain. We did have parts that had some tornadoes that spun off, particularly in the governor's land area, and did significant tree damage. Fortunately, again, not too many structures that were damaged. Uh, and again, that's nice unless it's your home that was uh, damaged, and then it really still a pretty bad storm. But again, certainly uh, encourage people to be prepared to look after themselves and their family for a period of time. We used to say three days. Now we're up to seven days, I think. And that's medications or food or special things or water uh, for yourself and pets. And again, we're not out of hurricane season until November. So we still have plenty of months of sort of prime time for us. So I'm hopeful it won't come, but we all need to be prepared. The county will be prepared. We need each of our residents to do their part as well. So I have a number of compliments that the alerts work. I had a report from one gentleman who shared with our fire chief that they got the alert. He got his family in the basement. They felt the tornado go over their home. So it's nice to have, uh, to not be in your bed to feel the tornado, to be able to go to a place in your home that you feel is safer. Uh, again, um, just want our community to be prepared and ready for these storms that come. I do, and if I can interject real quick, sure. for anybody that did not get an alert and were in the affected area, you can go to jccalert.org and register so you will get contacted, even if it's at 4 o'clock in the morning. You'd much rather know than not know. So. Very good. Well, thanks for that plug, Renee. And then the other thing I want to talk about again is COVID-19. We certainly have uh, been talking about this for many months now and working through it. It's become... I guess less of my daily work, and you know, for the first month or two, I felt like I spent almost all my time at work related to COVID. Uh, that really has reduced to it's probably 25 to 50 percent of my day is now COVID related. So uh, at least feel like we're making progress getting back into some normal kinds of things. But our case count uh, as of today was 617 cases, so that is continuing to increase. You know, the, the increase in cases in the Hampton Roads area has led the governor to have some more stringent requirements for our areas. It's reduced some of the gathering numbers for private gatherings or public spaces from 250 down to 50. Uh, we have sort of a curfew on residents or, or restaurants in terms of selling alcohol. No alcohol sales after 10 and then closing by midnight. Um, and those are things that I expect will continue for a period of time. But at the governor's last press conference, he did say, the numbers here seem to be stabilizing and encouraging, so I think these efforts are helping. But all through this, the Department of Health has told us that where they're seeing the biggest increase is in young adults, that 20 to 30-year-old who um, maybe it's not such a bad disease for them in terms of the impact it has on them, 
but they don't still become carriers and they can pass it on. And so we're still, they, the health department is still very concerned with that. So we just want everybody to be aware, again, wear your mask, social distance, wash your hands, do your part to slow the virus down so that it has less of an impact in our community. But we are still very aware of it. Um, I will tell you as a county, we are in very good shape from a personal protective equipment standpoint. We continue to be well stocked there and try to maintain those, both for our, both for our first responders, police, fire, as well as for all of our staff coming to work on a daily basis. And so I feel very confident that we can manage the next three to four to six months uh, without worry in terms of our personal protective equipment. Uh, we do have CARES Act funding. We received uh, our first uh, federal dollars that came to the state in June of 6.7 million. The state just announced last week that they would release the additional 6.7 million. So we expect to get that in August. So for James City County, that's uh, right around $13.5 million in CARES Act funding. Now it's specific. It's supposed to be for CARES Act or COVID related response. And so we are working for reasonable ways to spend that money. Uh, our FMS director gave an update to the board if their July work session, she had talked about where the CARES Act money had gone. So if you want to see where we have spent it or where we expect to spend it, I would direct you to the, the board's July work session. And again, you can see we did give almost uh, 1.7 million to the school system and then the other various parts of state within the county government at this point. I'll take that back. We did another half million in the business community in terms of uh, grants. Uh, and then the rest of it thus far has stayed within the county, but we are talking about some other uh, funding of nonprofits and others. Um, the county, yes. Let me ask, do you have to, do we have to reimburse that money or is that part of emergency funding? You know, the, the CARES Act in general? Mm -hmm. CARES Act in general, if we spend it for CARES or COVID related purposes, we do not have to give it back. And so it's okay. unusual for us to be given the money first, normally with a FEMA event and COVID, 19 is a FEMA event as well, but normally with that, we expend the money and then we get reimbursed later. With the CARES Act, once they send it, they, they send us the money, we have to account for it and make sure that it's properly spent. And then any money that we can't properly spend according to the rules, we have to send back. And so that would be by December 30th. My expectation is we will find a way to spend all of that money in a suitable purpose so that we don't send any back from James City County. Okay. Um, I will remind our residents we are open to the public. We have been open to the public for almost this entire event. We did close a few weeks in March, uh, but I would prefer that residents call or email if possible. Some of our officers are by appointment only, so if you're not sure, please reach out to us to get an appointment if you need that. But your county staff, we're here, we're working. Some of us are still teleworking, but we have staff in all of our offices and we are here to serve you. So if you need us, don't hesitate to call or email or come see us if necessary. You know, if you do need to come see us in person, and there are times where folks need to do that, please don't come if you feel bad or if you're sick, uh, and please wear your mask, as we alluded to earlier. Um, you know, I'm excited to say, share that Bush Gardens reopened, uh, at least on a limited basis in August, and they're continuing through the end of August. Um, I hope that goes very well for them. It is tough to run a park of that size with a limitation of 1,000 patrons at any one time, so their model is broken into two four-hour blocks so they can put 2,000 patrons a day through the park uh, or a portion of the park. We'll continue to support their efforts to reopen in a safe base, a safe manner, uh, but to help uh, improve our economy and the business community in and around Bush Gardens. Uh, as the county last year, we, we budget year to year, July 1st to June 30th. Our June 30th year ended uh, with a surplus going into our savings account or our fund balance. That really is in due uh, large part to our department's efforts to reduce spending. We 
push the departments to reduce what they were doing for the last three plus months of our fiscal year. Uh, doesn't mean it was easy for the departments, but it did produce the result that we didn't have to dip into our savings. And therefore we do have funding should we need it um, as we go forward through this pandemic. It's really too early in FY21, our current year, which began July 1st, to tell you just a whole lot or no lot yet. Most of our revenues lag a month or two, particularly our sales tax revenues, which are the large portion of things that we are that we're having an impact as we go through this. So we'll know more in a few months and our uh, commitment to the board is to keep them updated on a monthly basis as to where we are and how we think the year is trending. But so far, signs are positive. And I guess I'll move in from that into some of our board meetings. Just to tell you, the board did, they're not meeting in August, uh, but we do try to, or at least I try to summarize our board's meetings and in July, the board met on July 14th. Uh, it had a rather lengthy agenda on July 14th, and so we had eight grant awards, and I won't get into all of them, but totaling over $800,000. So I want to commend our staff where they were able to seek out those grants and uh, appreciate the board accepting those. We did award a contract for our Microsoft Enterprise Software Agreement, really our Microsoft Word and our email systems and PowerPoint presentations, video conferencing, a pretty big contract, almost $700,000 as a three-year contract to keep our uh, systems running. We ordered annual engineering services, so if we need an engineer, we've already gone through a bidding process and we can perform the service quicker. They held 10 public hearings, or are they, the Board of Supervisors, held 10 public hearings, very few speakers on any of the items, so I won't get too far into the details, but again, it made for a lengthy meeting in terms of just moving through those processes. They awarded a $1.5 million uh, contract uh, for the Chickahominy Riverfront Park Living Shoreline. It does come with a 50% grant. But it'll take, if you've been to the park and sort of the uh, primitive camping area, uh, you have a very steep uh, erosion along the banks. And so you have steep drop off to the river. Uh, this project will fix that, will stabilize the bank. And I think uh, visitors to that park will be very pleased. That project should be under construction in the next month and takes again until about springtime to be finalized. The board also awarded a $1.4 million contract to purchase the Brickyard Landing property that's on the Chickahominy River. Uh, it happens to be we own the boat ramp, the county owns the boat ramp. This 100 or so acres is on either side of the boat ramp, so it will expand our ability there. It's really to preserve, um, expand our ability for riverfront access and water access for our community. Uh, the grant that helped fund that was about, again, another 50% grant uh, is to preserve that land as a natural area, and so it will allow us to expand our parking but mostly it will preserve that area as an area for recreation going forward. So pretty excited about those two projects. And then we had a number of board appointments during the July 14th uh, meeting with the board as well. At their July 28th work session, the Board of Supervisors had an update from the Virginia Department of Transportation. Uh, Rossi Carroll came and spoke with them and just talked about the projects going on. And there are a lot of projects going on uh, throughout James City County. So I think that's, that is really good for most of us in terms of improving traffic flow uh, in and around the community. They also awarded a contract uh, for current replacement of our cardiac monitors, um, about $650,000 worth. Uh, that's really coming in. What we have in service today expire in February and it takes about six months to get them. So we're right on time with making that award and moving forward. Again, our finance or FMS uh, director uh, discussed our CARES Act money and where it's been spent. So I would encourage you to um, go look at that if you have a strong interest on where that money is going within the county. But a portion of it is, is going to be used to continue the extension of the waiver of credit card convenience fees, where normally doing business with the county, you would pay a 2.9% charge because that's what we owe to the credit card company. Uh, we are using a portion of the CARES Act money to extend uh, the temporary waiver of that that expired August 5th 
on through December 30th. So you can pay us by credit card without any kind of additional charge through December 30th. And then they adopted our 2020 Shaping Our Stores Master Plan update. Our staff had been working on this project for our three well, waterfront parks, I guess for a period of 18 months or more. Uh, it was all staff driven, meaning we saved the cost of the consultant to do that. We held public input meetings where we were trying to see what you as a community would like to see in these parks. And everything from the marina property to the Jamestown Beach event park to the Chickahominy um, Riverfront Park. Uh, we have updated these maps. They are online. They do have a lot of amenities that it doesn't mean we will build them, but at least it gives us a plan to work towards as funding becomes available to know what the community's desire is and what our intent is in terms of development of those parks. Um, and I think that covers the meeting for July. As I said, there's no August meeting for the Board of Supervisors. They are holding a special meeting on September 1st, uh, really to talk about the voter registrar's use of our, our, our recreation center. And so as an absent or early voting site. And again, that uh, early voting starts in September. So 45 days ahead of the November election, you can have a no excuse voting in Virginia and it will be held at the JCC Recreation Center. And so the board has to have a public hearing just to designate that as an office of the registrar. So we're doing that September 1st. Um, and yeah. also I just, Yes, go ahead. I'm sorry. The no excuse voting, that is really for absentee ballots, right? And so the recreation center, that's a whole separate thing. It's a whole separate thing of the recreation center, but it will be staffed and you can come right. in there and drop off your ballot. Oh, okay. I did not know that. That's correct. Very you good. can mail in an absentee ballot, but you can also bring it in and there'll be staff um, from, uh, I'll make up the times, so but basically an eight to five day, there'll be staff there with uh, voting registrar staff and we'll take your ballot there. 45 days in advance of the election. You learn something, I learned something new. <laughs> so again, the hours will be posted. I don't know that it runs on Sunday, but I know it runs uh, Monday through Friday, I believe into Saturday, but I know it's 45 days ahead of the November election. So um, come in early, get it out of the way, no lines, or if you choose to come in to vote. Uh, and again, absentee voting is certainly an option during this COVID uh, pandemic as well. Um, the second thing I'd like to mention is we have opened a, an additional DMV select office. Our, our treasurer, Jenny Tomes, was willing to take on that uh, challenge uh, some months ago. She had planned to have it open in March, uh, just about the time COVID-19 showed up and slowed things down a little bit. But it is open as, as of August. Uh, it, hit, it is at the government center off Mounts Bay, so just out of uh, Kings Mill Resorts or neighborhoods. So I would encourage you, if you have anything related to DMV, license plate or vehicle tags, those kinds of things, you do have a second location within the county within, or within James City County run by the county. You know, the one DMV select office being up in, in our satellite services area in Toronto, and this one being at the other end of the county at our government center. So. Uh, we don't do driver's license, but it's everything related to the vehicle tax title and uh, tag. So again, I hope that's a better service. And I know our treasurer uh, is hopeful that it will be a good service, but you must have an appointment. You can go on our website and make an appointment. And we look forward to seeing you here before too long. Uh, and outside of that, Renee, it's still a great time of year for me. It's summer. Our parks are busy. Our parks have been extremely busy throughout COVID-19. Generally speaking, our patrons in the parks are doing the right thing, they're, they're spreading out, they're not uh, gathering in groups, and we just encourage people to not get overconfident, to still do your part, but come out and enjoy the, the parks and to get your, your recreation in while the summer's still here and, and the weather's pretty decent. Um, remember to wear your mask and social distance, wash your hands and all those things. But I think in terms of where we are today and what's going on, that's uh, uh, enough for today.
Anything I missed that you thought I should have uh, talked about? I think so, but I do think that this is a record. I think this is the shortest one yet. Well, you know, you have to set records both long and short, and so I'll take that as a good thing for it to be a, a little quicker than normal. I think so, and I would like to make sure that everyone understood that I was on vacation for a week, so there were things that happened in the county, such as the Recreation Center and voting, but I have not caught myself up on yet, so sorry about that. No worries, Renee. It's hard to stay on top of it all, all the time, right? It is. It is. But we try. We absolutely, absolutely. Try. We both try to do all we can do. Yep. So, anything else you want to talk about? No, I think that's enough. You know, I've had a few days off myself. It was very nice, and we're back in it. I guess we're here till whenever, and if folks need us to call us, as always, we're happy to help, and I look forward to hearing from our residents. Absolutely. Well, once again, thank you so much, Scott. Well, that wraps up this episode this week in James City County. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, please take a moment to go to our website. We're at jamescitycountyva.gov slash podcast. And while there, you're going to find all of our podcast episodes as well as a form. You can give us feedback, show ideas. We would love to hear from you. So that wraps it up, and we will talk with you next week.